hana hér uh, er sem sagt út úr dúr um, úr bókinni yfir í plögg á sjálfa mig you know how it be boys getur þú heyrt í mér? oh, ok, nei, hann var það ekki tónlistu mig þannig þú getur ekki heyrt í mér ok, þannig að við ætlum þetta byrja á smá sögnum minni exo <laughs> exo gat ok, uh, ég veit ég okkur ég er bara Arno, bara út úr dúr og ég er ekki með bókina The Beat Heyrir í mér Já, ok Já, heyrir í mér núna Ó, það svo mann sagðægt Ok The Beat felt heavier than stone and yet they gladly kept dancing To be a dancer during this time felt necessary not for others, but for her. To shake one's booty, thum, and grow to the rhythm was somehow important. It was liberating. And for the first time since she, he had, tower she, since she had remembered, she was content with her life. To feed her soul, she closed her eyes, put on this breathtaking body with the ability to dance on his own. The lady in question was Ursula. Normally, she was the last to pinpoint her flaws. Not today though. Today was different. God doesn't want you to dance. It was the first thing greeting her when she had entered reality. While they had finished dancing, someone must have left the sheet of paper on the mirror. A sheet with the content recited above. The dance instructor was dismissing the class. While her fellow dancers clapped in a desperate attempt to end the sweaty class on a high note, Ursula took the sheet down. She was both disappointed and intrigued. Who would leave such a note in a dance class for ungrateful teenagers, and who cared enough about God to write it in the first place? During the next couple of days, the sheet slowly evaporated from her conscience. It was forgotten, but not until she intimidated the local Christians, just in case. The only other person who understood the recent Christophobic outburst was Bobo. She was Ursula's loyal, most loyal, and only friend. Bobo was soft and gentle something Ursula had been told to replicate on numerous occasions. Not that anyone believed such a transformation was possible. Her confident and risky lifestyle would always get in the way. Despite practicing both dance and tennis, Ursula would never consider herself an athlete. If anyone asked, she would simply tell them how excruciate how excruciatingly bored she was. Bobo had a different lifestyle. She loved to knit bake and laugh at Ursula, though most of her time was spent sitting through various youth and study groups in silence. Then she would send elaborate emails and messages to teachers and leaders, because her ideas were actually good. Bobo tried to make Ursula a better person, therefore she eventually made her stop harassing the poor Christians in the town. Although Ursula forgot about the sheet she, uh, she had seen in the dance studio, Bobo remembered. She always, always remembered. Emails, lots of oh, she came from Punta by the way. Emails, lots of them. Ursula was irritated enough as it was. One of her nails had broke, and she was catcalled on her way to school that morning. Now she had to sit through at least one hour worth of mostly useless reading material. She deleted some of the emails she did not want to answer. Nothing important, just free from the library book she refused to return. Boring. Only one email truly caught her attention. It was titled. Hi Ursula, 
She wondered how it had ended up in the how it had not ended up in the spam folder. It read as the following: Hi Ursula, I will grace you with my presence tonight. I hope this email finds you well. XOXO, God. Any other day, she would have laughed at this ridiculous content. <laughs> content. She was in a bad mood, and the sheet reappeared in her mind. She realized that someone was messing with her. The locals would pay. That was for sure. Boba had not heard a rant so passionate in at least a week. Ursula swore and compared these crazy Christians to things that cannot be written down, for your own sake. Ursula had even left her house, scared her brother would use her anger against her. To get the attention of her neighbors, she started yelling into her telephone. Mm-hmm, was the only thing Boba had to say during the brief intermission uh, Ursula took as she slammed the door. Ursula walked fast. Boba decided it was best not to guess where she was off to. Last time she felt better off without knowing. Ugh, I hate this town and all the ugly, snobby Christians. Ursula had more to say. They're everywhere, literally. You know who showed up to my last tennis meet? The Walters. They didn't even know the ugly floozy I was playing. They just showed up to get down on me for I have had that stupid barbecue last year. I had almost forgotten about Hank and his filthy brother until they decided to punish the universe with their presence. Disgusting pigs. Ursula sighed. Can I come over to your plate later? Sounds like you're a busy woman these days, Ursula. It was Bobo's voice that spoke. Yet, it did not come from her phone or said with Bobo's go-to vocabulary. Ursula lowered her phone and turned around to the source of the sound. Excuse me? Ursula started speaking with her famously antagonizing tone, preparing to ask Bobo some harsh questions. But as she looked around, she was caught off guard. It was Bobo that had spoken. Yet, this creature had nothing and authentic in common with her. Her face was pushy grey, and her bones were sticking out from every corner of her face. The smile that sat so natural on Bobo's face was now a forced grin that reached to everywhere but the eyes. The eyes were dull, lifeless, and dry. The shock of seeing her best friend in this condition was enough to startle Ursula from words. Meanwhile, sick Bobo started to speak to Ursula. I find it quite offensive you were startled. Do young people these days not read their emails? Surely, you must have read it within the three business days I gave you in advance. Sick Bobo scoffed after Ursula's reaction stayed silent. She looked her up and down. Don't you feel a bit underdressed, considering you're meeting God? Ursula, Ursula knew she was being demolished. A classic clapback would have done the trick, but Ursula was not herself today. She felt as if her brain was overheating. How would she defend herself? I know what you are. You're one of these vulgar pedophiles roaming around town. Tell you what, I'll call the police right now. <laughs> Don't mind me, but I am in a shit. Ursula had often used this tactic to get out of uncomfortable situations. Famously, she had forced three teachers to resign. Since, uh, since her father made no money and her mother spent it all, Ursula must rely on her looks. This situation makes her achievement noteworthy. Although, this person claiming to be God did not seem to care much for her accusations. I will not force you to find the light. If you do not wish to receive my service, you will not get it. This was your only chance, my dearest child. God turned around with a grin on her face only we could see. Ursula had no idea about the grin. If she had, things would most likely, nay, things most likely would have turned out differently. Ursula could feel her pride and curiosity fight a custody battle. On one hand, Ursula was tired of, relig of religious fanatics. 
On the other, God was leaving with her only chance. The word slipped from her mouth. What service? Rachel had asked as confidently as she could. She hated not being in control. Uh-oh. You're gonna be spoiled, mister. <laughs> God had turned around with the bony hands locked together on her stomach. I can guide you. There are simple ways you can become glamorous, loved, and appreciated. Go on, Ursula said as she crossed her arms. Mirroring was a lousy technique. However, she could feel the power slip to God faster than ever before. All you need to do is work hard and listen to me. And do as I say, of course. God added the last bit as an afterthought. Ursula somehow became more confused and intrigued than before. Who was this grey authority figure? Why had they chosen the, t- the town skank for this task? <laughs> Ursula knew she deserved the best, but the locals seemed to disagree. First of all, I don't need to better myself. I don't need your help and I don't like you. Ursula paused briefly to look upon God's emotionless face. Besides, you wouldn't propose an offer like this without expecting something in return. Ursula managed to sound confident in the first line. However, she was started to sound whiny in the second one. Oh, I do ask of one thing, Ursula. God looked Ursula straight in the eyes. I asked to be your friend. Ursula chose her, word ca- chose her words carefully. There was a real possibility she could end the conversation, insult God, and close this deal in her favor. Deal, but only if you wear something less pillowcase. Looking up and down God's baggy clothing. There were infinite possibilities, but Ursula had somehow missed them all. She knew the line was a failure was a failure as it left her mouth, but it was too late. God laughed in her face. It was humiliating. Soon you will learn what is important and what is not. I will meet you tomorrow. Until then, stay clean. <sighs> God explained nothing further, vanished to thin air instead. Ursula wondered what stay clean covered. Could she still could she still cheat on her biology test tomorrow? She decided not to wage too much brain power on these thoughts. Either this altercation was a figment of her imagination or an insulting prank for one of her many enemies. She was rooting for the earlier opinion. Second one would be humiliating and hard to revenge. <sighs> Besides, she was due to vivid dreams and hallucinations. Ever since her shoes were the size of mice, her imagination had given her hard times. The nights were the hardest to deal with. Sometimes she would call Bobo until the sun rose, shuddering at every sound. The next day they would both show off to school with puffy eyes and warm drinks. Bobo was the only person Ursula liked. Still, she could never show it. Bobo would realize she deserved better and join some misogynistic friend group. So really, Ursula was doing Bobo a favor by keeping, th- by keeping things quiet. Shindrana Ayla Biranir Kapli. Bobo knew being worried about Ursula was one of the stupidest things a person could do. Firstly, Ursula spent most of her time out causing trouble. Secondly, Ursula, Ursula always managed to turn the trouble to her favor. Still, she felt herself picking up the phone every now and then, secretly hoping Ursula's name would show up on the screen. As promising as Bobo had been before meeting Ursula, one would think she was, bad in- she was a bad influence. However, for someone like Bobo, she was necessary. Having someone to fight your battles and answer texts for you was crucial in this day and age. 
From an outsider's perspective, she could understand how people might think it was a one-sided relationship. Ursula calling her because no one else will listen, and then leaving for her more popular friends. The eyes. Sometimes Bobo worried uh, that might be the case. However, she could tell Ursula cared for her. When Bobo twisted her ankle during a notably aggressive game of Pogo, <laughs> Ursula carried Bobo on her shoulders all day. She always helped Bobo out of risky situations. Although the situations were mostly Ursula's creations, Bobo felt safe around her. Everyone in town knew not to mess with Ursula. She reminded Bobo of a lion, or feisty octopus. She felt like her worries were based on reality when Ursula suddenly hung up during her rant. Ursula said she would stop by at Bobo's place that night, but had not said when. During what felt like hours, Bobo had little to do but worry. Later that night, she realized Ursula was not going to show up. During the f- their first weeks of friendship, Ursula had often bailed on Bobo to see a boy or drink at some party with kids who were cooler than Bobo. Since they had become closer, Ursula had always told her the truth. If there was a party, Ursula invited her along, even though she knew Bobo would not show up. This newfound dishonesty felt like a punch in the gut. Had Ursula found a new best friend? Had Bobo accidentally done something, damaging their friendship for good? It was hard to tell. One thing was certain, something was not right. Bobo went to sleep that night, and for the first time in a while, she was not interrupted by Ursula on the other line. However, her dreams were far from peaceful. During her wake, Ursula was a goddess. Now she looked more dead than alive, creating a disturbing image as she walked down the aisle. It was not a wedding, not an official one anyway. There were no guests, no flowers, and certainly no groom. Yet, Ursula painstakingly dragged her feet towards the altar. Bobo felt like she was seeing a glimpse into Ursula's mind. At least she was hoping that was the case. Ursula, on the other hand, dreamt of beautiful breezy nights in the Scottish Highlands. She would have preferred New Mexico or the Caribbean, but it beat the nightmares. Truth to be told, Ursula had completely forgotten about Bobo. She had left her house, forgot the keys, returned for the keys, and met God. Despite the dispute around his existence, Ursula was starting to believe. She regretted having slept in church and committed heinous deeds within its walls. <laughs> Hopefully, God had not noticed. God had at least cared enough to show up at her doorstep, but it was more than most people could account for. At last, a symbol of hope and clarity. A symbol of hope and clarity. A moment she had dreamt for long. Despite having forgotten Bobo, Ursula was excited to tell her the news. Even though the whole world thought Ursula to be crazy, Bobo cared. Bobo always cared. <laughs> but Bobo had to wait longer for the news. Ursula's room had not left her presence when God arrived. As she had snuck down the stairs for breakfast, she caught God sitting still by her kitchen table. There was something unsettling about this image. She was not sure what it was. Maybe it was God's completely vertical posture or her fixated stare straight ahead. Was Scott even breathing? It was hard to tell. Even with the short length between them, it was not until Ursula was within reach that God greeted her. Good morning. I see you're still not dressed to impress God today. <laughs> God made a playful smirk. <clears throat> it was still confusing to see such, a f- un- such unfamiliar expressions on such a familiar face. How could God look so much like Bobo and yet look so different? Ursula realized she had barely questioned anything that had occurred since she met God. It was strange. It all felt so natural. Ursula had not felt the need to mistrust God. 
not until now that is. I see you're still not just to impress Ursula today. You would have thought Ursula had planned some funky comebacks after yesterday's disaster, but she had not. The world was giving her a hard time coping with all this. Or should she, could she say God was? Ah, I have enjoyed... I have enjoyed watching your clever remark from afar. However, I must confess, from this point of view, they could at best be described as witty. God sighed, still upholding a playful expression. She knew Ursula was getting irritated. She could feel the slight warmth of steam coming from Ursula's nostrils. Strange how some, uh, how much they seemed to please God. Was anger not a sin? Ursula was not sure. She did not even know Nehemiah could spell out a name. She would probably believe it was an accidental keyboard smash. Now, shall we begin? God gestured, gestured, gestured Ursula to sit opposite her. Though God kept her playful, 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 playful grin throughout, Ursula noticed it never reached her eyes. They seemed cold and somehow dry. Surprisingly, Ursula had seen similar eyes before. Twice she had gone off to visit her aunt in New Jersey. Sometimes her aunt would bring her to work and buy her ice cream as they strolled through town, looking at all the pretty women in the beautiful dresses. They were only mannequins, but Ursula always imagined they were dancers and beautiful, famous actresses. There was always trouble leading them towards the store windows. One of the dancers was late from a tea party, and the other one was beaten by her husband. So, they could not show up on stage. They were distraught, horrified by their own destiny. At last, peace came their way in the form of clean store windows and stairs from afar. Wandering through the streets made Ursula feel safe at peace like the mannequins in the windows. One time, however, Ursula was startled from her daydreaming. From afar, she could hear a low, beating sound. It was a hissing cat. Ursula's aunt got annoyed whenever Ursula stopped on the street, but it was a desperate time. Trying to find this mysterious cat, Ursula got down on all fours. We met her, uh, what met her was sunken and hollow eyes. The cat was malnourished and sickly. Even though Ursula eventually forgot about the breakdown that followed, she always remembered those eyes. Ursula decided to obey God. She took her assignment. Uh, she took her assigned seat and kept quiet. <sighs> God seemed to be in no hurry. Why would she? However, Ursula had plans to annoy her French teacher about the noun le imposteur, which she had wrongly conjugated in their last class. So she decided to start the meeting. Would you like breakfast, God? Despite Ursula's attempt at courtesy, God seemed far from amused. Breakfast? It sounded like an insult. Yet, Ursula could not quite catch the uh, median. Why would breakfast, everyone's favorite meal, equal disrespect? Perhaps, <laughs> perhaps God knew the gays loved breakfast. <laughs> I assume you have not followed my request. Even after promising to obey my orders, as a friend, God put her hands on the table. I asked you to stay clean, did I not? In what sense was breakfast dirty? Ursula was confused to say the least. She decided, however, not to make breakfast. Usually, disobeying orders in front of teachers aroused Ursula profoundly. God was a step further, a line even Ursula felt uncomfortable crossing. You are na naive, Ursula. I should not have to spell these things out for you. If our entanglement is ever meant to work out, you must follow a certain set of rules. So, 
God reached for something out of her pocket. Ursula was curious. Out of God's pocket came a small red book. Ursula was expecting to read of God's cheats and wisdom. Instead, she was met with a blank page. If you want to remember all the rules, you best write them down. Ursula looked at God, hoping she could sense her confusion. Ursula's handwriting was adequate. That was not the problem. The problem was Ursula's work ethic and discipline. Surely, God was not expecting her to take notes outside of class. Had God not seen how little work Ursula had gotten done in her life? Why, out of all people, would Ursula be chosen for note-taking? It seemed like a job for Bobo. Rule number one, you must stay clean. God looked Ursula up and down, waiting. It took Ursula a moment to realize, but she was meant to write that down. After the task was complete, God stood up. Her baggy clothing drafted gracefully in the action. Yet, there was no wind. It felt tacky. God seemed arrogant, even for a god. I'll meet you tomorrow. Until then, stay clean. Ursula had seen God disappear before. It had made her uneasy. This time, however, uh, had been much worse. This time, she was expected to perform a task she was not sure how to follow. Was breakfast the problem? Ursula got the chills. Whatever it was God wanted her to do, Ursula could not fail. Fail. Oh, so dramatic. Yeah, Okay. Okay, that was story time with Ambla. Good night.